quick thank you to our sponsors for making this podcast possible. They keep this show free to listen to. I came to parenting with everything I learned in childhood, yelling, punishing, controlling, and shaming. After trying almost every method, I found connected parenting and was totally shocked when empathy, listening, doing away with rewards and consequences, and being a safe place actually worked. It moved the behaviors of my children and it felt good, especially with my very strong-willed and highly sensitive oldest daughter. This podcast was born out of the idea of sharing the message and helping parents find more peace in a modern world. Welcome to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. So glad you're here. Welcome back. It's me, Michelle, and I'm here again all alone. And I'm going to be talking about a post that I posted a bit ago about how I thought I was the most disconnected stay-at-home mom that ever lived. And I think I kind of was, actually. A little backstory. I was a teacher and a high school counselor, for those of you who don't know, and I spent 13 years in public school and I loved teaching. And I came from a pretty traditional, you know, teaching college. My master's in teaching was from, it was, it was liberal in the way that um, I actually got my, just for a little tidbit, I got my teaching credential in Spanish. So all of the courses I took for my teaching credential were in Spanish. So I was one of the only native English speakers. And I took all my credentialing in Spanish and it was all based in second language acquisition and development and bilingualism and all of that. And so it was liberal in that way, you know, like it was very forward thinking in the idea of language, but it was very traditional in the classroom management way. And so we were really taught the ideas of rewards and punishments and how to use, how to incentivize our kids and how to use clip charts and management programs and commerce societies and all of these kind of manipulative ways to get kids to behave in the classroom. And when I taught elementary school, I really used those ways. I really used the praise a lot. I was that, that that teacher like, oh, I really like the way Johnny's sitting. Thank you, Johnny. I really like the way Jose is sitting. Thank you, Jose. I am muchas gracias, Jose. And so I would like really lean into almost like group shame now that I think about it. Like I was shaming, right? Oh, if you didn't get the praise, then you weren't the one who... And then the thing was, is I wasn't giving praise to everybody who was doing it. I was only doing it long enough to get everybody to sit at the damn carpet just so sad. And I think that's used a lot in in, uh, teaching still these days, but I didn't know any better and it worked. And I was a beloved teacher and I loved my kids. I loved teaching and it worked. So I came to parenting with the same idea. I was like, oh, I'm going to be an awesome parent because I'm going to use this, you know, positive reinforcement. That was my thing. I loved positive reinforcement, which is just praise, which you can read the book Punished by Rewards by Alfie Cohen, and it'll give you a whole new slant on the entire thing. And your brain will explode like mine did. And I, I so I got into parenting and I thought that I'm going to do that. And I was really into praise with that's me. And it worked. And I became this ultra productive mom because she was pretty good for the first couple of years. And I was like super into my house and super into like the farmer's market and the vegetables and the home cooked meals and the homemade baby food and um, 
the, the pillows on my couch were perfectly put in perfect places. And I would have people over for coffee and I, my, there was not one thing out of place. And Esme was quaffed. She had the cutest outfits on and I had these, you know, Christmas trees that were out of control. And if, when you read my book, Unpunished, if you haven't, it's actually on Amazon if you want to get it, but it, it talks about that perfectionism. I was like in this t- deep perfectionist place. And then it was all about having the perfect activities. Can I go to the baby gym? And we were going to go to ballet and we were going to have a schedule. And Monday, Wednesday, Friday was going to be these things. And Tuesday, Thursday was going to be those things. And I was like the ultimate activity mom and play dates. And I would have people over in the neighborhood. And I was all about productivity, getting things done. And Esme needed to come along. And she needed to get those things done because that was the most important thing for me was to check off lists and to be busy. And I thought in my mind, I was creating this beautiful life for her, the life I didn't have. I didn't have a mom who created activities. I didn't have a mom who was there all the time. I didn't have the you know mom who was part of the PTA and brought cupcakes. And I was doing all of that stuff because I wanted it so much as a kid. And it's sad thinking about it now that I was trying to rectify my own childhood through my motherhood. And poor, you know, bless me. I didn't do it because I I knew better. I did it because I didn't know better, obviously. And so I stuck on this like productivity, like needed to get things done, needed to have a curated life for these girls. And then Pia came along and then eventually it all started to unravel because my positivity and my positive reinforcement didn't work. And I think much of it was because I was so preoccupied with getting things done. Like we had to go to the park from one to two 30 because you had to be in your nap at three and that was the way it was going to be. And if it didn't get done, then I couldn't clean the kitchen. If I couldn't clean the kitchen, then I couldn't get dinner done. If I couldn't get dinner done, life would be over. And that's how I looked at parenting. It was a task. It was me providing nutrients, activities. It was me providing transportation. It was me providing structure. It wasn't connection. And that's where I lost out is that I didn't know about connection. I didn't think that it was even a thing. I didn't realize that it was the most important thing and that connection needed to come first and all of that other stuff needed to follow. I had it wrong. I prioritized the wrong things. And I did it for so many reasons. One, because I thought that that's what kids needed because that's the thing I didn't get. You know what I don't miss at all? The vicious week before my period. I always used to feel like I was walking in quicksand and craving the most unhealthy of foods. My sleep was always off and my moods were unpredictable. Now it's easier to manage PMS with EstroControl. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality and it shows. And the biggest benefit, feeling like myself again. That's what women mention over and over in their reviews. And there are over 14,000 reviews of Hormone Harmony. For a limited time, you can get 15% off the entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use code PEACE at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code PEACE for 15% off today.
This episode is sponsored by Byheart. Byheart features a patent protein blend that gets closest to breast milk. Their formula includes the most abundant protein, alpha-lac, found in breast milk, as well as lactoferrin, the number one protein found in colostrum. Byheart is an easy-to-digest formula, which includes prebiotics and an 80-20 whey-to-casein ratio like an early breast milk, making it great for a newborn's digestive system. Byheart is the only U.S.-made infant formula made with certified clean ingredients, including organic, grass-fed, whole milk, not skim. What it doesn't have is soy, corn syrup, GMOs, or palm oil. Curious about Byheart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com forward slash podcast. Use code PEACE for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. What I realize now is what I didn't really get was connection as a kid. I never had that connection with my folks. Not because they're bad people. They're actually great people. My mom's super creative. She's like one of these very, you know, craftsy, creative, cool, like hippie, whatever. But she didn't know how to connect with me because her mom didn't connect with her and her dad didn't connect with her, who were also actually great people, loved them to death, but they didn't know how to connect. My mom didn't know how to connect. So I never felt the connection. My dad didn't know how to connect. You know, we grew up in a, he was an alcoholic most of my growing up. And, you know, I had a stepmom who was, an addict and I, they were all very high functioning people and, and did well in society. And it was very confusing. So I didn't, I didn't realize, you know, that it wasn't really, it was really bad. And I didn't realize that there was no connection because I didn't even know what connection was. So then when I got to parenting, of course, I didn't think, oh, I need to instill connection. I thought I'll just do these activities. I'll be the PTSA mom. I'll be the, you know, stay at home, like, super crafty, super organized, very activity mom. And that will give them what they need because I didn't know what they needed. I didn't know about connection. And so I focused on all of those other things and they didn't produce the relationship that I wanted, the relationship that I thought I would feel. And I remember, and I talk about this in the book, and I think I talk about this on the podcast somewhere else too, maybe in my connection episode. I talk about the first time that Esme got really mad and defiant and she threw her shoes down the hallway and my whole world crumbled. And I kept thinking, I do all of this for you. I have these elaborate play dates. I cook home-cooked meals every night that I never got. I help you with your homework. I'm best friends with your teachers. I'm at the school constantly and you throw your shoe down the hallway and you tell me no? How dare you? And that's really how I thought. I thought, oh my gosh, I'm doing all this for you. I'm giving you the perfect childhood and you are disrespecting me. How dare you? But what she didn't have was the connection. And that was the big missing piece in my parenting. And it would be several years after that event until I found it because I just kept operating in this perfectionist, controlling, activity, task-based parenting model that I had created in my head. I thought the perfect parent was somebody who did all the things, not somebody who connected. I really missed the boat in those first few years. Thank God I got on the boat later on because I think many people like my mom and my, my grandmother and my dad and my grandfather, and my whole family actually, 
they didn't get on the boat. Fortunately, my dad did with my daughters, which is such a gift. And now he has this deep bonded connection. I mean, I've never seen kids love their grandparent more than than my kids love their papa. I mean, they dote on him. I mean, they, they when they see him, they put their hands on his face and say, oh, papa, you're so cute, papa. My daughter asks him, she calls him up herself and asks him to go to breakfast when she has days off school. She asks him to go to dinner early, early bird dinner. When she's going out on Friday night, she'll ask him to go to early bird dinner. I mean, it's lovely. It's incredible, actually. And he has embraced it and has found that connection. But I think so many of us go through life and don't find that connection with our children. And it's such a travesty because it's such a beautiful, beautiful thing that to find that love. And when we get really obsessed with our tasks, and I think society doesn't do us any favors, right? Society has told us productivity is important. Society has told us that our kids need to be in all these activities. Our kids need to be in the best schools. Our kids need to get the best grades. They have to go to all the best colleges. And we feel all this pressure to make it happen. And um, it doesn't do us any favors when it comes to connection. I've really laid off that stuff, really laid off. Like I don't do a lot of school stuff anymore. And I'm I'm not sad about it. I have focused on my kids and I'm focused on helping other people with their kids. I don't cook as much as I used to. I don't do elaborate play dates or have people over as much as I used to. I don't care about my well, my Christmas tree. I, I got it down to one Christmas tree, everybody from three. So let's just let's just call that a win. We're not gonna let Christmas go because I'm I am obsessed with that and that some things are going to die hard. That thing's going to, that's going to die hard. I did take one year off when I got divorced. I took one year off on Christmas tree, but that's not happening again, probably in a long time. Uh, so we'll let that one go. But there are many things that I used to think were so important and that I was being a bad mom if I didn't do them. I've given up a lot on like cleaning. How it used to be, my house used to be perfect. Now it's, eh, it's not dirty. It's just, it's a little disheveled. You know, my hair is a little disheveled. My outfits are a little disheveled. I don't care as much as I used to, but I have a great bond with my kids. And I've replaced, you know, I've used, I've swapped time, right? I've swapped time from those things into connection and into my work where I get to help other people do this. And so I found the right priorities, I think. And my priorities were wrong, not because I'm a bad person or because I wasn't trying to provide for my kids. It's just that I didn't know. I didn't know how important connection was and I didn't prioritize it. And now I do perfectly. No. During Christmas, if you try to talk to me and I'm putting up that tree, unless you're helping me, ah, you're going to have to take a back seat, everybody. That's just going to have to be the way it is. But that's okay. We pick our battles. We pick our battles too. All right. I hope this was helpful. If you want to look at that post, um, it was the very beginning of March. It's a good post, lots of good comments. If you want to leave a review, I'm dying. I had the most wonderful reviews this month. They were incredible. So thank you for all those people who are writing the reviews. But if you ever have a chance to on iTunes, I would love for you to write a review. It would really help us. Thank you for joining me on the Peace of Parenting Podcast. I will see you guys next time. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. 
Shop now at hannahanderson.com. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com.